about to go somewhere out now Time's to rise and elevation starts to drop down A little secret, don't kiss and tell, you're so bad I'll probably see you in hell Welcome to hell, baby This is Podcast Hell Okay, uh, welcome to the podcast um, This pillow's uh, it, This sucks, I don't know why I'm doing it outside It's muggy as shit um, but I'm at, I'm at my mom's house. This is going to be the episode to skip. I would say like, if you're trying to skip an episode of the podcast, like, you know, if you're catching up, you're like, Oh, Eric came back with podcast hell, formally bringing the backups. That's how you talk to yourself. You say words like formerly in your own head. No, but if you're like one of those people that like catches up on podcast, you should probably just skip right past this one. There's no guests. And uh, it's hot. I'm gonna. I guess I'm in an okay mood. I don't know. I'm. I'm in my mom's porch in rural Maryland. I don't know. If, can you guys see all the American flags around? You probably can't. Can you see this one? There's American flags everywhere. This will. You'll be my guest. America's the guest today on the podcast. Um, there's an American flag there. There's an American flag there. I have a, I have a, a couple. I have a person in my family who's very liberal who was once hanging out at my mom's house, and she went, "I don't feel very safe around the American flag." And I was like, "Oh well, then this is basically a rape den because it's nothing but American flags as far as the eye can see." Well, I mean, look, my mom was born on the Fourth of July. All right, she loves America. All right, I'm not, there's nothing wrong with that. I love America, huh? You hear me, people? I love it. It's, uh, I don't love everything about it. But uh, I'm also not smart enough to know the things I shouldn't love. You know, if you send me a progressive YouTuber, I'll probably agree with them. And then if you, you know, send me Tucker Carlson five seconds later, I'll probably agree with that. I'm just, I'm just going to agree with whatever I heard last. That's basically how I operate politically. There's another American flag on the barn. I didn't even see that one. There's a barn here. So there's outdoors and barns. It's very nice. I got married over there. Got married. Let me give you a, a little piece of advice to the guys out there, all right? Uh, if you're in a relationship and, you know, your girl's like, hey, we got to, you got to, you got to get married to me. Don't do it for a while. You know, like hold out. It makes them. It makes them respect you a little bit. Get, break it right to the point of you're about to break up, and then that's when you do it. But if you if you give in right away, they just know. They know that you're a pussy. Uh, yeah, for real. You gotta hold. You gotta show a little bit of. You show a little bit of grit. All right. Don't just turn over. I mean, uh, I don't care if you love them either. You make them wait. <laughs> Um, I do miss my wife right now. That's I, she left. I was hanging out with my with uh, Liz. I can say Liz. She's been on the podcast before. Uh, I was hanging out with her. Went to a wedding up in Long Island. I don't know how long that guy made his lady wait. Not very long. I think they were only not very long. I think they met like less than two years ago. That's not long enough. You got you to gotta make them wait. I, I do think there's a value to that because it's like, it just says like, hey, you know, like I could, <laughs> we could do other stuff too, all right? I'm a, I'm a guy, I'm a catch. You want to be seen as a catch, all right? If you're, you know, just hop, you know, I was going to say hop in the boat, but that's a Patrice bit, and now I feel like I'm stealing it. You get what I'm saying. You just you just wait. You make them wait, wait it out, sweat you out, and then you have a nice wedding, you know? I mean, we had a great wedding here. It was fun. It was the best day of my life, but it didn't come easy. You know, she had to work for it, and that's I think that's good. I think that's what you should do. I, I suggest that to all men out there. Just push it as far as you can, even if you have full intention of getting married, you know, like... It should be right to the, push it until it breaks. And then you make the move. I'm, I, who knows if this is going to stay in. I, I, it will stay in. I'm not going to cut shit out anymore. I'm just not going to do it. There's a bird, pretty bird. Uh, pretty bird, pretty bird. There was a lady 
when uh, I used to go to my little brother's soccer game, there's this one kid on the team that had like a mother who was like 90 or something. I don't know, an old lady that was fucking and some of her dusty ass eggs got jizz on them and a kid happened when this lady was old. Uh, that's what happens, right? To That's how a lady gets pregnant is she gets some jizz on her eggs. You just get some jizz on them. And uh, so this lady would like be at the soccer game and every time somebody would score a goal, she would go, Ooh, pretty, pretty. Pretty, pretty, pretty. She would just do like a 1950s English is your fourth language immigrant <laughs> cheer at my brother's soccer games. And it was, uh, at the time it was annoying, but now I think about it, I'm like, it's so distinctive because that's in my head. I mean, that's like 20 years ago. That's how old that is. And I still, to this day, if I say the word pretty, I go, pretty. And I think of this dusty old lady who's probably dead because she was not young. She was not young to have uh, an eight-year-old playing soccer. Let's put it that way. Maybe I mean, it could have been like a, a grandparent or a uh, maybe a great-grandparent. I don't know. She was old, and she was the only one that came for this kid. So uh, I don't know. Maybe his parents died, and there was the grandmother. And now, now we're just getting to the sad core of what might, may have happened. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm on the East Coast in Maryland here. Uh, I won't tell you where in Maryland because uh, I'm too important to be giving out my specific information, you know. But uh, it's nice back here. I didn't plan anything for this podcast, and we're only, fuck, we're only five minutes. God damn it. I, I'm supposed to go an hour? Fuck that. And what's supposed to go an hour mean? I could do whatever I want. No, nobody cares. Like, it could be a 10-minute episode if I really wanted it to be. Uh, I'm going to try to go an hour, but I have nothing really to talk about, I guess, except what has been going on in the last week. Is there anything, like, politically going on that people have been paying attention to? I'm trying to think. I mean, what's what, what what's happening on YouTube? What are the, what are the people on YouTube talking about? Is uh, Is Anna Kasparian a grifter? Or <laughs> that's a thing that people have been talking about. Um, I don't know. I've just been at home. When I'm at home, like, I'm trying to just, like, actually enjoy myself and be around my family. So I didn't really book too many shows or anything like that. So I'm just kind of hanging, which is cool. Uh, so tonight I'm doing this and then editing this podcast so that all 20 of you can fucking not share it. Can you share this podcast, please, with just one person? If this podcast makes you laugh in any way, at any point, all you got to do is just, like, hit copy link and then send send it to your one of your fucking idiot friends. Just one. If each of you makes one other person listen to this, I'll have 40 fans instead of uh, 20. God, why the fuck did I do this outside? Did you guys see that? B is the size of a fucking hummingbird. I'm, a, I'm city folk at this point. Anyway, uh, yeah, share the podcast, I guess. Or uh, you can also uh, like the podcast, five-star. Leave a five-star review on uh, whatever podcast platform you're on. I don't care. This is the first time I've said that. In three episodes since coming back, I haven't once asked somebody to... Uh, do anything, but I think I, I think there's a bumper. Did I? I think I put a bumper on the end of the podcast. The audio. I don't know what I did. Whatever. Please tell your friends that would be helpful. If you're listening to this on uh, Spotify or Apple, then you can also head over to YouTube, where you can see me uh, in person by myself, probably blending into the. I'm like the same color as the couch. Should I lean forward? Would this be better? Does this be a better... This seems to... This seems like I'm just screaming at you. Jesus. Okay, that... Wow, I really can't be outside. The bees are so loud over here. Is there like a fucking honeysuckle going on around here? I got married right there. That's where I got married. Literally, that's the spot. It was awesome, man. It, was, it really was like the best day 
of my life happened right here at my mom's house. She's got a great place. I mean, this is like super nice. This is nicer than where I grew up. I grew up all over the place. Military brat. This is good. How quickly does it just become therapy when it's one person? What's crazy is I used to do this on the old podcast all the time. I would do solo episodes and uh, they seem to go by pretty quick. But I think it's because I was also I had like a bit. I was like, okay, now let's talk about what, you know, I don't know, Craig Nutson, the backup quarterback for the Lions did in 85. Like, I had uh, uh, a thing to do. I had an uh, agenda. There's no agenda now. It's just, it's podcast hell. I'm supposed to be in hell. This is the theme of the show. I'm in hell with my friends in a place of my own making because I've had no career success anywhere else. That's the idea of the show. But it's a lot better when the guest isn't an inanimate picture of a barn with an American flag, which is interesting because if you look, you uh, I'm not going to move the camera, but if the camera just turned that way, this exact barn is right there. It's right there. I didn't, maybe they had, did they have this thing custom made? It's crazy because that's where, where the American flag is too. They have a big ass American flag on the barn. Man, I think it'd be funny if like as a prank one day, I just like took down the American flag and put up like the flag for Iran and see if they noticed. <laughs> it was just a big Iranian flag <laughs> over <laughs> over this country barn. I think they'd notice. I think they'd notice immediately upon driving up. It'd be funny. It'd be a funny little thing to do. Maybe I'll do that. How much I wonder how much it costs to get a giant Iranian flag. Probably it's like one story tall. It's a giant a giant American flag. Okay, I got to move off. Well, uh, what else? What else is going on? Um, I went to a wedding. Yeah, I was at a wedding on Sunday on Long Island. I said on. You're not supposed to say in Long Island. You say on Long Island. So I learned that. That's important to do. So uh, great. I said that correctly. Now, now I won't seem like a phony. <laughs> My wife gave me shit for saying in Long Island. You're not supposed to say that, so it's on. Yeah, but we were up there, uh, and that was fun. The wedding was uh, was fun. I got to say, that's the part where when you have celiac disease and you can't eat stuff at weddings, that sucks. Because I basically could only have, like, filet mignon was the only thing. And that said, I still went into the bathroom and like shit my brains out a little bit. So maybe that even that had stuff I wasn't supposed to eat. I don't really know. In New York, they don't they don't respect a gluten food allergy. And I, by the way, I respect them for not respecting it. Like when you go to LA and they're bending over backwards and you tell them you have celiac and they're like, oh my gosh, well we'll have the chef come out and he will give you a a little massage on the temples of your forehead while he insists that the food is safe. And then they'll come out. We'll have a taste tester that comes out with celiac and he'll eat the food in front of you. And he'll then just hunch over the toilet for 30 minutes to see if anything rockets out of his asshole. And assuming he's fine, then you will know the food is good. But we provide full celiac services for all of our LA residents and I'm like it's too much alright just just I don't want to be this well taken care of but in New York you go hey I have celiac disease uh, does this have gluten in it and they go what and I go uh, does, is, do you have any um, can I just have it without the bread and they go you don't want the bread and I'm like yeah just fucking put it on the plate and then that's it and then you just get a hamburger that probably touched bread and, you know, you get sick because of cross-contamination. But at least you don't feel like a big pussy. Like, that's what I respect about New York is, like, they still think you're gay for having celiac disease. And I, it's, I, I don't know, like, it, it should be hard. It should be hard to find a really good restaurant that takes care of celiac. That, that, that shouldn't be everybody. I don't want it to be everybody, you know? This is a terrible, terrible thing that's happened to me. And uh, the fact that my friends and family can all 
eat pasta until they come is great. I'm happy for them. I want them to have that. And I don't want every restaurant to have to be a, you know, an apology fest for those that can eat good food. So much respect to the waiting staff and the caterers at this wedding that stared at me like I have a fucking titty on my forehead every time I asked them if I could eat anything that was being served. Thank you, guys. I'm only partially not serious when I say thank you for giving me the business. Uh, rest of the wedding was good. Um, I will say this. DJ kind of fucked up. DJ kind of fucked up because they were playing great songs. They were, you know, the people getting married were in their, like, early 30s. So it was a lot of, like, it was a lot of throwing back to the late 90s, early 2000s with the music. They were get, We were getting some good, like, you know, as going back as far as Will Smith for the hip-hop. I think it was, like, a religious thing, too, because the guy's dad was the pastor. So there was no, like, uh, uh, put your ass on the floor while I fuck your titties. Like, there was no fun rap where you can really, you know, just be a, a an animal out there on the dance floor. So it was all, like... You know, Will Smith don't have to cuss in his raps to sell records. Well, I do. Like, it was a lot of the people that aren't Eminem. It was dancing to a lot of that. But it was still fun. Um, But the DJ played way too many songs. Like, he would play a song, and you'd get to, like, the first chorus. And it would be like, he would just transition into something else. And it's like, dude, can we just fucking hang out here for a minute? Everybody's singing the song, you know? Miami, South Beach, bringing the heat, 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 and then into fucking whatever bullshit song is next. It's like we all got up for Will Smith. We all, we've all forgiven him for the slap, at least in the form of dancing at this wedding. Yeah, you, as a DJ, can you just, you gotta, you gotta know when to improvise and just hang out on a song. I will say I had one cool moment because uh, me and my wife were dancing. I don't remember what song too, but DJ was black, and I made him. I started dancing to a song that I like. I can't remember what song it was, but I made like a good move, and I saw from the corner of my eye the DJ go like, "Oh, like nice dance move," and then I I couldn't live up to that for the rest of the evening. It was too much. It was too much pressure from a black DJ to think I was a good dancer. Like I just sometimes like you get into a groove and you're like, for ten seconds I'm in white guy I can dance, and then I just I drop to the floor or I move a hand the wrong way and I'm like, uh oh, I'm out of rhythm. And then there's no, you can't get it back. I was so I kind of had to. I kind of moved myself away from that side of the dance floor so he couldn't see me as much because I was just too embarrassed. That Because I feel like that's a, that was a real olive branch for him to send to me. He was like, oh, this is going to be the white guy that can dance at the wedding. All right. This guy's going to be fun to watch. And I was like, no, I'm going to hide now because I, I, can't, I can't deliver on that for you, sir. I tried. I, I really did. I... I will say I got drunk enough towards the end where I, I was then again making some moves. You know, I was I was make, taking chances. I was making big choices on the dance floor, but I was I, at that point I was I was just drunk. And that uh, yeah, that that was I was just drunk. And then, you know, they what's the the song they always play, the uh uh Living on a Prayer. Whenever living on a prayer comes up, I'm like, this is where I get like a little embarrassed to be white. I don't like doing the whole, like, I'm not trying to, this is not going to be like the racial comedy hour, but like, that's one where I'm like, man, we get so into that song. It's not that good of a song. Living on a prayer, it kind of sucks. There's a lot of songs that white people like that suck. And that is definitely one of them where I'm like, I just don't. Sweet Caroline, boring. Takes way too long to get to the chorus. It's 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 too slow. I just I just don't like it. I, I just I I don't know. 
Sweet Child of Mine. No, that one's good. There's some good ones. I don't know. I, I just... Uh, Look, uh, my hacky one is that I I sing to I like Piano Man. That's like, that's like a hacky. We all get up and sing the song together song, but I can't I can't say no to a good Piano Man. Yeah, it's a good tale. Billy Joel he knows how to knows how to spin a story. Am I right? Except for that, we didn't start the fire bullshit. That's another bad one. That's a that's a straight up bad one. And I used to have a bit about this that I did on stage and now fucking Fallout Boy. Do you guys see that Fallout Boy came out with a new We Didn't Start the Fire? Okay, that, that was a whole fucking bit that I did and I didn't get famous enough in time to record it in a way that people would see it. And now if I do it, people are going to be like, oh, you're just copying the fucking Fallout Boy. We Didn't Start the Fire too." No, nah, motherfucker. I came up with that bit like 10 years ago. But I was at an open mic, and so I've only remembered to do it once a year since then, and it's a good bit. It's a good bit. I'm not going to do the bit on the podcast to now claim my territory, although I guess I might, maybe I should. Would it be smart to do that? I can, like, claim it now. I can be like, nah, it's too lame. If I had another person here, not you, let me put that back so you guys can see it. If I had a... Uh, a sentient being next to me on the podcast, I would probably do the bit. But to do it by myself on my mom's patio, I have the house to myself because my mom's at book club. She, her and the book club ladies, they have a, they have a good time and they do coke and stuff and it seems like a, a lot of fun. Wouldn't that be fun if you join a book club when you're like a 60-year-old woman and you're like, all right, everybody. This month we're uh, this month we're gonna do Sense and Sensibility, and uh, you know, Janice, you're gonna lead the discussion. It's it's your turn. And when we're done, we're gonna snort blow off a Latin stripper stick. Come on in, Julio. <laughs> like that would be if I was running a book club. I think I'd want you gotta you gotta change it up. You can't if people know what you're doing. Yeah, you got to change it up. How fuck it? 22 minutes. Man, how the fuck am I going to get to an hour? It feels like it's been, I mean, for you guys, probably an eternity. It's been a long time. Uh, What else is in the yard? There's an old truck. Old trucks are nice. There used to be chickens over there. My, uh, My mom had chickens. And so every time I'd come home, she'd be like, do you want some eggs? I'd be like, not really. And she's like, well, we have fucking 60 eggs. I'd be like, all right, I'll have quiche again. No, we'd make quiche. Like, it was just way too, way too many eggs. She got the chickens, but everybody had already kind of moved out of the house. So it was like, well, what are we going to do with all these eggs? Like, they don't last forever. Too much, too much eggs. Objectively, too much eggs. But then she got rid of the chickens. I think she, she never really told me. I think what happened is like a hawk came in. And, like, ate, killed some of the chickens. And my mom didn't like cleaning up their bloody remains. So then all the chickens went away. Which is fine. You know, it's it's not... Farm life isn't for everybody. Like, I've got this other, you know, person in my family. And he's got chickens. But, like, they they have chickens. They, like, raise them. And they know all the things about them. And then sometimes they kill them to eat them. And when they kill them, they all get real sad about it. And they, they kind of mope around the house. And when we're eating dinner, they're kind of like looking down at their plates. And he'll say something like, there's a cost to the meat. There's a cost. There's a cost to this meat. And it's it's like a real like down, sad day in the house whenever they have to kill one of their chickens. And I don't think my mom wanted to do that. I don't think I don't think... It's fun to pretend like you'd be good in The Walking Dead for, like, a minute. But then you just think of, like, how many times they've had to, like, go out and just shit in the woods and wipe their ass with, like, a pine cone, and you're like, just fucking kill me. I <laughs> I don't want to do any of that. The, the Walking Dead, like, if you survive the first week of The Walking Dead, you're in the 99th percentile of badasses in the country. I would go real quick. 
like my wife's like uh, I'll just you know I'll, I'll kill myself right away and I'm like I wouldn't do that I would I would definitely try to survive for another six hours before I eventually give in and kill myself too I mean it would just not be fun you know like it's not I mean I will say like I don't know did you guys watch uh, uh, The Last of Us that was if you're gonna kill yourself in a zombie apocalypse you should definitely find out you're gay first and then do it you know Ron Swanson I'm gay Last of Us style that's the way to go that's you get your first little bout of gay sex. You make a couple friends, and then you know you just go. One guy gets sick, and you're like, "All right, let's just let's do a little gay suicide here," but not because they're gay, because they're one guy's dying and they're in love. It was sweet. If you didn't see it, I ruined it. Now you will never see it. Anyway, Last of Us, <laughs> episode three. What else can I fucking spoil for you? You know, he's he's dead at the end of Sixth Sense. Uh, what's that going on over there? Is that a dog? Is that a dog? Oh, it's a deer. Oh, there's a deer. Yo, fuck deer, man. I When I'm driving around uh, this place in rural Maryland that you'll never know, um, there's like th- the fucking deer. They're just all over the fucking road. It's like, I get that evolution takes a long time, but how many how many times you got to see your deer kid get his stupid deer brains knocked out until you're like, kids, stay away from the road. I mean, for real. These guys, like, and then they, like, sometimes they jump out. Like, I know a guy here who literally, like, a deer jumped into his car going 50 miles an hour and, like, totaled his shit. And it's like, is the deer sad? Because that's, like, a selfish way to go. Like, if you're... Well, maybe it's not. I don't know. Like, if you're a deer, what other way is there to kill yourself? That's probably the only... I mean, you could, like, throw yourself off a a, a cliff. I don't know. It, actually, now that I think about it, like, deer suicide is probably... It's probably the most reasonable way to do it. But, like, have some dignity and throw yourself under the tires, dear. Right? Don't go for the hood. Don't go crashing through the windshield and have one of your antlers pierce my fucking left eye. Now I got to walk around Dan Crenshaw for the rest of my life. Thank you for your service, Dan. Um, <laughs> but pretending like I could get in trouble, like I'm going to get canceled or in tr- like Pete Davidson did. For making fun of Dan Crenshaw's eyes. Literally, the last video I posted got 30 likes on YouTube. Again, a great time to say it. Check out the YouTube page, Podcast Hell. Uh, Just go to youtube.com slash Eric Helwig. Okay, we're at 28 minutes. How the fuck is that possible? Last time I looked, it was 22 minutes. I've talked about so much since then. God damn it. This hasn't even been 30 minutes yet? Fuck. What are you up to? I wonder if... Oh, I think birds can go in there. It's a birdhouse. I didn't realize it was a birdhouse. I don't think there's any in there. So what else do I got going on? I uh, So I'm doing this tonight. Then uh, tomorrow night I'm going to go get some drinks with a couple friends which will be fun. And then like, I just, I have so many people in my family that live back on the East coast. Every single night I'm doing something, hanging out with people until I get to next Monday. And then I'll be, um, back in LA. So I got like another week on the East coast. I'm doing DC. Oh, I should say I'm doing DC improv on the 16th. So if you're listening to this and you want to come out to DC improv, that's great. I'm, uh, opening for uh, Danny Joel's. So come check that out. Uh, it'll be fun. Uh, oh, and I'm doing the Hollywood improv. Yeah, I should do that too. That's going to be on the 26th. I'll put, I'll probably put links to both shows in the notes in, uh, Apple and, um, Apple and in, uh, YouTube. So if you guys do want to see me live, if you're in either DC or LA in the next two weeks, 
uh, I'll I'll make sure to post that stuff. Anytime you can play the the improv or you know the DC improv or the Hollywood improv, that's pretty cool. That's that's legit, as the kids say. So I always you know like those opportunities, and you know if you come out, uh, I won't be selling merch, but you know, maybe you can just have like the hat that I'm wearing. I'll sign it. <laughs> I'll be like. Uh, I'll be like, uh, you saw Eric Helwig when he sucked. And then that'll be yours. So, And I'll charge you the price of the hat, probably, so I can at least go get a new one. If I break even on an autograph, I'm happy. That's usually pretty good for me. Do you guys, can you see the big-ass tree? I'm sure you can. There's like a big one here, and then there's like a kind of little one here. And that's right there. I just keep looking back at it, the spot where I got married. Man, just, I, I, I miss my wife. Isn't that fucking crazy? It's, she's been, she's only, she only left to go back to the West Coast, like, not that long ago. It was like yesterday. I miss her. I miss my dog, miss my wife. Yes, the one thing I've noticed, like, when I've done stand-up, and been gone for like two weeks, you know, whatever. Like I've got a festival and then I book some shows and I'm like, oh, I'll just make it a full two week or man, by the back half of that second week, I'm like, I miss being at home, wife, dog, all my shit. You just get like, it's hard to be on the road for that long. And I can see it where it's like, man, I want to get the stand up going and get on the road, but like for a weekend. And then come back. I don't want to be like fucking, I don't want to fucking tour Asia. Fuck that. Not unless I can bring actual friends with me. But if it's just like I'm featuring for some fucking guy who's going to want to go to the bar afterwards and just try to fuck whoever was flirting with him and had the biggest hits in the front row, like, no thanks, man. That, that road life for comics can be depressing. Like, I've been on the road enough with other guys to to meet the guys that have just been on the road too long. And the things that bring them happiness, I'm like, yo, dude, I can't. I get it. I get wanting to tap some strange. Like, it's we all have been there, and it's 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 a fun thing to do. But, like, you build your life around that? I mean, god damn. That you're... You're just like, you're just skimming off the top of what life can offer if that's what you're doing. Like, you gotta, you gotta try to find a deep connection with another person and then, you know, make plans to get married and then hold out. <laughs> hold out for as long as you can so they respect you and then give in and have, a, have yourself a nice wedding. And then act like a little pussy on your own podcast and be like, I miss my wife when I literally saw her 36 hours ago. All right, 33 minutes. Man, time flies when uh, you say too much on a podcast. Is it too loud? Can you hear all the trucks and trailers and uh, you know people with homemade moonshine hanging out of the back of a Ford? It's, it's actually not really that country here. This is like a bedroom... They, they said like it's a bedroom community or something like a sleepy bedroom community. It's like we're close enough to D.C. where it's people who might have been commuting in back. You know, they just had a longer commute. But now with like remote stuff, it's not even that anymore. Like, I mean, people can just now like anybody can live anywhere. And I'll say this, like this is the kind of place where it's probably still pretty expensive to be here. I've never really asked my mom about real estate in this area, but I bet it's going up. I bet it's going up here even since COVID because close enough to get into the city with a little bit of a trip, but far enough away to where like, you know, you're not in a population center when the zombies start. Uh, oh, op, you guys going to see Oppenheimer? I'm pretty stoked on Oppenheimer. That looks that looks good. Do you think uh, do you I don't know. I would have dropped the bomb. I feel I feel like you had to do it. 
that's the thing in war, like you're just making that decision. It's like you're not thinking, well, what's this going to mean in 70 years? Like you're just going like this many people will die if we do this. This many people will die if we do that. When you're just there, – there's no good decision. There's no good decisions ever that really land on the president's desk, right? The only decisions that come to you – like if a decision could be made and it would be – super popular and everybody would love you for making it, then it doesn't get to the president. Somebody else will just be, oh, let me make that decision and then they'll take it. The only thing that like the president decides on is shit that nobody else wants to decide on. So I feel like dropping the bomb was probably that where they're just like, hey, we made it. Your call, buddy. We made it. And then you just got to be like, yeah, detonate that over living people. You know, do it twice just to make sure they know we're not fucking around. I mean, it's just wild. It's it's a wild thing that we we did, and now it's it's kind of like, well, the second one more person does it, the world ends. That's a little fucked up that we're the only ones that got to really do it. You know, it'd be nice. Every country would be nice for them to be like, remember that time we dropped a bomb, but like only we get to. <laughs> Only we get to do it, and then, and then now it's we all just armed up, so it's like it's not even fun. It's like Mexican standoff where you're just like fucking, all right, yeah, we'll all die instantly within 20 minutes. Not 20 minutes. It's like two hours, right, for like the, the, for the nukes. Once you let them go, you have like a couple hours. And apparently if you blow up a nuke, it doesn't. It's not like it just detonates. Like they have to do, they have to like do a thing where they like start a little, they go beep, beep, boop. And then the atoms go. And then it it blows up a little bit later. That's uh, the dumbest way anybody will ever describe to you uh, nuclear reactions. (laughs) Someone hits a button and then it makes a noise. Look, you didn't come here to get smarter. I keep, sorry, I, I, should I be, when I'm solo, I guess I can look anywhere I want. But I keep looking out into the field to see if more deer come. Um, I don't think we have any more coming. I got to get some water. Hang on. You guys just hang on. All right, I'm back. I can't put, I was going to put my feet up, but then some of you will jerk off to it. I mean, I don't know. I don't even know what the bottom of my soles look like. Are these, oof, they're dirty. Hey, don't. Put your cock away. Do not. Seriously, guys, don't jerk off to my feet. That would bother me if I found out that, well, you know, it actually wouldn't. You know, on second thought, you fucking, go, have fun. You seeing this? That's all you. Enjoy it. Uh, you know, who am I at the age of 37 with virtually no commercial success to tell people they can't jerk off to the bottom of my feet? If that's really, if that's what you like, I guess this is this is your chance, you know? I'm going to leave it up for 10 more seconds. I won't even talk in case, like, you like my feet, but the, I feel uncomfortable. I should have put on socks. Nobody, it, it, nobody's looking at dudes' feet online, right? That can't be a thing. I don't even think gay dudes look at dudes. Uh, you have to look at a woman's foot because they, they make them all nice. They do stuff to them. I think even gay men, if they like feet, jerk off to women's feet. I don't think the feet have to be gay, right? Throw in the YouTube comments. If you're a gay dude... Can you, are you not sexually aroused by women's feet? You can't be looking at dudes' feet. That's a, that's an interesting one. I don't know. I guess the real people to ask would be the non-binds. If you're a non-binary communist, hop into YouTube comments right now. Talk about how great Cuba is. And then... Throw in a little, do I jerk off to men's feet or women's feet? 
Do you only jerk off to non-binary feet? I don't know. That's tough. It's a tough. It's tough stuff. I don't. I, I don't get the. I don't get the feet thing. I don't. And I. I. Uh, I've. I have been with people who are into it. I don't. I just don't. I just don't get it. I don't have a right to judge because I'm into some wild stuff, but like. I mean, what the fuck, man? You walk on those things. I mean, that's not. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't be going near those things with with a hole. That's how I feel. But I didn't say shouldn't. You know, I man. It's like who am I to? I, you can't kink shame anymore. Like kink is now. You know, you're you're now. You can't be the president unless you have a gimp costume. That's like the new rule. Is that everybody has to? <laughs> you have to have a thing. So I wonder if like if if it'll eventually get to that where it's like yes I am a straight white man but I can't come unless I see your big toe people would be like all right that's enough you're you qualify you're in and then the Supreme Court would come in with a ruling and they'd be like you cannot get into college just based on whether or not you get hard looking at a middle toe and then people would lose their minds and. They'd be like, you should get in to college based on your your qualifications. But if you write an essay about how important it is to come when you're looking at toes, <laughs> we can include that in the essay. I don't know. I don't know, guys. I'm I'm trying to not I'm trying to not attach to the politics of the moment as much. You know, like, you got places you can go for that. You don't need to come here for that. I don't really know. If I had a real choice between having, like, the the perfect opinion on a thing that people are fighting about in society, and I could just really arrive at the truth of what the issue is and what the right opinion is to have and what the actual facts are, if I if that's option one, and then option two is to have a great fucking joke about it, I would take two every time. So because of that, I think I'm going to try to focus more on, I'm going to try to stop worrying about having the right goddamn opinion about stuff. It's just like the, the YouTube, it's just, it's trying to drive you crazy. Like YouTube, it's like, it's a wild place where you can really see anything. You can see anything, and if you have a certain way of thinking, like it takes nothing to just go find video after video after video after video that just supports the thing you think. So to, to have to go out of your way to find uh, an intelligent argument that articulates the other side of the, the issue, it's, it's hard. And I just think most I think most people are doing probably what I'm doing, which is like it's just on in the background and you're just slowly going insane, not even paying attention to what you're listening to. And then you get in a fight with Liz. I think that's the problem with most people is they're getting in fights with Liz when they watch too much YouTube. Right there, we said I do. In front of our friends and family. It was great. We danced over there. I said there was a there was one point in the wedding where it was right when we did our first dance, and I can I can remember it so well. I I, I guess it I I didn't I don't really do like drugs, but maybe it would if some of you do that, it would be akin to that experience. But it felt like we left Earth when we were dancing our first dance. It felt like I was in space and I was just floating and it was just me and her together. And like I had all these endorphins and like energy flowing through me and her. And we just felt, I just, I just have never felt so connected to a person on that level where like the love of our family and friends on that wedding day, it like took me to a, a new experience. Like, I don't want to say like interdimensional aliens or something like that, but like if there was another dimension, I feel like I got close to it in that moment. I, I don't think I'll ever, I can't imagine I'll ever have a feeling like that again. 
the day I married Liz right over here and that we danced right where that right where that children's play set is now. That's where our wedding dance floor was. It was right there. Just easily, not even close, the best day of my life. And part of the reason it was the best day of my life is because I, I, I waited a long ass time. All right. I didn't just give in. I didn't just say, oh, it's been two years. It's time. I, I let my parents divorce affect my decision making. And we waited. And she was like, I'm going to have to dump this motherfucker. And I was like, yeah, think about that for a little bit. And then right before she did, I was like, let's do this. She was like, you piece of shit. And it worked out great. Or it has worked out great so far. So like I said, I, you know, everybody's advice. I've said this before. Now I'm getting close. But this is something I need to say. Never listen to anybody's advice ever. Because it's not really advice. It's literally just their shitty life. And they want to talk about it to someone. And they're just using your current issue as a way to talk about themselves. Very few people give advice really thinking about your, if you're the one getting advice, people aren't thinking about your, the specifics of your life and your situation. They're just using it, they're thinking about their own. And their specifics are different. And the people involved in theirs are different. So like, if you have a big thing in your life that's coming up, don't, I guess ask people for advice if you really want to, but you shouldn't attach too much to what other people say it's going to be like, because that's just what it's like for them. And, you know, maybe, maybe you didn't get molested by your uncle, so you're not going to have the same experience as someone giving you advice who's been molested by your uncle. Maybe you just got uh, beat real bad by your, by your grandfather. <laughs> What am I doing? 47 minutes. Is this long enough to call it? Should I try to get it to an hour? Let me get one more sip of water, and then we'll go from there. Why the fuck did I come outside? I just got bit by a mosquito on my foot, and it itches like goddamn crazy right now. Ah. <sighs> All right. Okay. Did I say, I, I think I did. I think I said support the podcast and do all that crap. Um, wasn't it, it was fun having my brother on the podcast last week. I might have him on again because I still have to be here till next Tuesday. I have to be here. I'm here till next or next Monday I leave. And the podcast comes out next Tuesday. So I might have to film one more while I'm on the East Coast. Maybe I'll have my brother back. I don't know. Is there somebody else in my family you'd like to have on here? My mom, my dad, my stepdad, my sisters. <laughs> if one person goes in the YouTube comments and says a family member they would like to see on the podcast, I'll have that person on the podcast next week. I'm not even kidding. It's that simple. We're still in our infancy stages here at Podcast Hell. So it's as simple as this is a look, we're, we're 50 minutes into a solo episode. If you're still listening right now, I mean, fuck, you're, you're getting a chance here that, you know, most people would, you know, Joe Rogan fans will never get at this point, right? He's too big to fail. <laughs> Not me. I'm too small to be noticed. So hop in the YouTube comments and say, family member, you don't got to name them. But you can just go, family member X, have them in, you know, whoever you want, I'll fucking book them. I got a week here. I mean, what else am I going to do? My uh, my nieces and nephews come over here during the day and my mom's taking care of them. One's a baby. Another one's five. So I'm just like watching, watching them. One of them, he just... He only eats hot dogs. Isn't that kind of wild? Man, just imagine, like, as an adult, you can do that. Like, if you were, if you're 30 and you're just like, man, I'm just going to 
I'm just going to ride this train into hell. I'm only going to eat hot dogs even as a grown adult. You can get away with that for the better part of your 20s and be fine. If, if I if I ate only hot dogs and then went into my doctor in six months and I was like, hey, how are things looking? She, she would pull out a gun. She'd be like, me or you? Bam. It'd be over. Like, I'm, I'm hanging by a thread eating salads at 37. But the, the, the things you get to do as a kid, like, I mean, it's basically you just eat anything and your body's like, that's enough. That's enough. We'll get, that'll get us through. Like, you can just process. You can fucking eat sugar. You can eat a whole bag of Halloween candy. You're not going to get diabetes as a kid. Well I, guess now, well, I guess now kids are so fat that they do get childhood diabetes. Is that a thing? Yeah. I think kid, I think little kids can get diabetes now. God, that sucks. You got to eat. How much sugar do you have to be eating to get childhood diabetes? What the fuck? I mean, you got to be just, you got to be just going wild. Or maybe you're like, I was going to say, even if you're poor, but even if you're poor, like, you know, you're probably, you're probably eating more fast food. That would be more like salt, right? To just be eating constant sugar. Now I feel like, I feel like that's a rich kid. I feel like, I don't know if it can, I don't know if poor kids get childhood diabetes. They might get other stuff, you know, like shot, but I don't think they get diabetes as much. I don't know. I got to, I was going to say, I'm going to research this, but you know what? I'm not because I was just saying, I I don't want to be researching stuff. I want to be just living in the moment, listening to the sound of birds on the porch I don't know if you guys can hear it, but it's, I mean, these, these fuckers are loud. Is it, is it coming through? Maybe it is. I don't know. I should probably end it. Uh, this has been fun. Uh, I'll be back next week. Podcast hell should have a guest of some sort, but maybe it'll be you. Thanks barn for hanging out barn, uh, birdhouse, I guess. And then for you guys, you know, as always, you know, the enjoy this podcast wherever you listen to it. Make sure you're subscribed. I do. I would appreciate some five star reviews because I haven't had one on Apple since I did the last podcast, and that was like forever ago. So, a couple reviews if you haven't done it yet, I greatly appreciate that. And obviously, if you're on YouTube, which is where we are, I am trying to like kind of drive people to the YouTube page for this. Um, if you subscribe to my page. Uh, like the video, commenting, commenting on the YouTube videos makes a huge difference for me. So if you're listening to this right now, if you are on YouTube, please throw me a comment. Tell me what you thought about the episode. I always really appreciate that. Thank you guys. And, uh, I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. If you want to support me, leave a review and follow the pod wherever you're tuning in from. Check out erichelwick.com for my stand-up tour dates and more. And if you want to see the video version of Podcast Hell, hop over to YouTube. Thanks, guys.